All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Hey, welcome everybody to the All In Podcast Show. And today I have a special guest, that a, a guy that I've known for many years, met him uh, probably at the first internet event I've ever went to many moons ago. Um, I still remember us having breakfast together talking about some things. Um and uh, have always stayed in touch. So I want to introduce you to Willie Crawford. Um, he's an amazing internet marketer, um, an amazing uh, businessman, uh, and has impacted a lot of people over the years. And uh, I'm just excited to have you on the show today, Willie. Thank you, Dan. It's my, my pleasure. I enjoy uh, being on the podcast and being interviewed. Well, um, today, Willie, I just uh, obviously love to just share a little bit about your backstory and you know, where you come from and, and uh, how you got into what you do today. Sure, you want me to share? Yeah, yeah. go ahead and share for sure. us. Yeah. I, uh, after college, I went into the military. I, I had a degree in economics and business, uh, and we were in a recession when I, when I uh, got out of college, so I just went ahead and went into the military. I was commissioned as an officer, and I was going to spend like a few years there, but I ended up spending 20 years and 10 months, and during that time, I took part in seven wars or conflicts other than wars, uh, a euphemism for <laughs> insurgency operations. And uh, I learned to speak a little of 19 languages and traveled the world. I've been to about 60 different countries. And uh, back in 96, I had about six years until I was uh, retirement eligible. And I went, decided to go ahead and start a business. And so I started an online marketing business because I had access to the early internet. And by the time I retired, from the military, I'd already hosted my first live seminar, and I'd spoken at several, and uh, I, I just went into my own business online, and I've been at it for a little over 20 years now, and I've done all kinds of uh, things, jumping around, trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up, uh, published my own books, hosted my own radio shows, hosted my own conferences and seminars, created about 150 different products. Uh, marketed millions of dollars worth of affiliate products and helped with countless product launches, uh, done a lot of things. And today I focus more on helping local businesses, offline businesses, to use the Internet to get more customers through their doors. I, I find more uh, joy in that than selling how to make money products. So that's what I'm, I'm doing more of lately. That's cool. So, So one of the things you were sharing with me before was um, how you stumbled into the affiliate marketing or the internet marketing industry based on um, you know a passion you had for cooking uh, and uh, a product you were selling doing that. Uh, you want to share that story with the with the sure. listeners? Sure. Uh, back in December of 2002, I spoke at my first seminar, and the reason I was invited to speak at the seminar was. Uh, the seminar host had noticed me out on a discussion forum talking about how how well I was doing selling a cookbook that I'd written, actually. And uh, I was explaining I was using Internet marketing tactics to sell this cookbook. And so he invited me to speak because most of the speakers were selling how to make money products, and yet I had a real product, and he wanted to show the people at the seminar that the tactics that we use worked in selling physical products, too. So I got to speak, and I 
sort of got the bug from that and decided to host my own seminar. And three months later, I hosted my own first seminar. And uh, that was a, a challenge, but it was fun. And uh, sort of put me on the stage as, you know, one of the gurus, if you will, or players. That's cool. So, and, and what's interesting is that, you know, just because you took action and, and took a step in a, in a direction doing what you were doing at that time, how it opened up opportunity for you. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. Things just seem to, opportunities seem to present itself. And even though I had never spoken on stage before and I was a little nervous, uh, I, you know, jumped at the opportunity. And I actually, I was in the military. I drove for 13 hours from my base to the location of the seminar, spoke over the weekend, and then drove back in time to make it back to work that Monday morning so that I wouldn't get in trouble for being absent without uh, leave from work. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, so um, you know, obviously you're a family guy as well. Yes, I've got two daughters, both in their early 30s, and I have four grandchildren. The oldest one's about 11, and the youngest one's about four months old. And I, and I get to see them all the time. I get to play with my grandkids and enjoy family and enjoy doing family things. I live in northwest Florida and so I like going out in the Gulf of Mexico fishing during the summer with my son-in-laws or my even my wife. She likes fishing. and So I get to spend time with my family. That's a, a part of the internet lifestyle. I can drag my laptop anywhere and work from anywhere and I spend a lot of time on the beaches and things like that. That's cool. you got to keep working on that tan. Yeah, i got to keep working on the tan and, and oh, I feel guilty if I spend too much time uh, not working, and I shouldn't, but uh, I grew up very, very poor. I, in fact, I was on welfare most of my youth, and so I started working when I was about six when a neighboring farmer asked my grandmother if she thought I could help out on the farm, and she said, sure. And so uh, it was a pretty challenging job they gave me, and uh, I was making $4 a day working from 6 in the morning until 6 at night. <laughs> and uh, so I worked out my life, and now when I'm not working, I feel slightly guilty, so I drag my laptop along on a wireless card and uh, tell myself I'm working, even if I'm, even if I'm sitting on the beach or at a pagoda near the beach watching bikinis. <laughs> oh, funny guy. Uh, yeah, so, so um, you know, as a, you know, so at least it looks like you're working, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, in the uh, different business that you've been involved in, you know, what, what are some uh, some common threads that you've seen over the years that that have uh, you know either set you up for you know a success or failure in a business? The uh, things that have set me up for failure, uh, or not failure, but really slow growth, is trying to do too many different things myself rather than outsourcing more. You know, uh, as entrepreneurs, we often feel like we can't afford to hire outside help and so we try to do everything and you end up just bogging down and not finishing projects and so at times I've had a dozen projects I was working on all at one time and not really making many much progress on any of them and then I, today I forced myself to pick one project and see it all the way through to completion or or I parse out the different portions of that project to uh, outsourced workers. A lot of them are overseas. And then I, you know, I coordinate, orchestrate the project, but I don't do the work anymore. So I don't, I, I've learned now to just do a few things and to outsource most of the other work. And, and I'm still learning that. I mean, I, I just recently turned over my accounting uh, and bookkeeping <laughs> to an account, for example. I'd been doing all that myself because I thought 
you know, I've got college training in, in business law and in accounting and economics and all that. I thought I can do this stuff, but now I, I've outsourced almost everything in my company except for just a handful of things that, that I really enjoy doing. And uh, that, that was probably the hardest lesson to learn is just let go of things and let other people do them because it's a lot cheaper and you make a lot more money. Uh, I've also learned uh, to say no more lately because I, every week I get asked to take part in new projects and I get people invite me to take a look at some new network marketing company and I have nothing against network marketing. I've been a network marketer since 2004. Uh, but people are constantly showing you new projects and products and it's like I don't need to take on another one. So I've learned to say no uh, uh, almost automatically and then let them come back to me over and over again. And, and there's, there's a lot of big projects that I'll see that, you know, are I can see that will change the world or make a big difference, have a big impact. And I want to be a part of it, but I have to say I've already got enough on my plate and turned down a lot of projects. So that was a... Something that I, I should have started doing a lot earlier, uh, but I finally it finally sank in that you can't do everything. And I'm I'm at, I'm almost 57. Now I want to do less rather than more, but I want to have an impact on the world at the same time. I want to make a difference in, sure. in lives, you know. So you have to. I mean, obviously, you need that time for the beach too. So yeah, yeah. I, I when I was in the military, getting ready to retire, I was actually. Uh, in, in an assignment in Alaska, a, a gorgeous location, and an assignment I'd asked for, and I said, where do I want to go next? And I said, I think I want to go to Florida for one final job, and then I want to retire in Florida. And uh, I, I, the thing with my military career is I spent 20 years, 10 months in the military, and every single assignment I had, including four years in Hawaii, were all assignments I'd asked for most people in the military they, they they go where they're told in the first place we all do but i learned that you 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 get what you ask for and so i asked for the nice assignments like hawaii and uh i got them hmm. that's that there's a whole message in that <laughs> yeah there is yeah the power of asking that's that's pretty cool so so what are you most excited about these days I'm helping uh, to launch a television cooking show. Uh, when I first uh, stepped onto the stage as an internet marketing speaker, uh, and I gave that first presentation, I was talking about cooking, and I had all these people ask me, well, what's your back end a product? And they were asking me, uh, have you thought about your own TV show and all those things? And someone advised me not to do a TV show, said that the networks have too much control over me and my products and everything else and my brand. But now I'm looking at helping a client and a friend to launch a cooking show where he needs to raise a million dollars. We're going to do it through crowdfunding to get it off the ground. And then a large portion of the proceeds from the show, the profits from the show, will be earmarked to fund a 501c3, a nonprofit, which will uh, build uh, homeless shelters and soup kitchens. Uh, so, you know, he's got to find uh, locations, build buildings, and then fund the ongoing operations of the, the soup kitchen. So I'm looking forward to getting this show off the ground. And it's a big job. I've never taken on anything this big before, but I, I know I can do it. That's great. So, uh, and then obviously there's a mission behind that. Well, I have, 
at one time people would come to me and they talk about you know a higher purpose or you know what difference are you making in the world and what how are you giving back and uh, I I didn't really look at that question that deeply now I, I have friends who come to me and they're talking about helping everybody in the world to have clean water and you know end disease and help stop wars and things like that and uh, reverse environmental damage and, and all those things and I thought well you know I I'm now at a point in life where I want to do things that I feel make a difference. For example, I know that we have the the ability to cure most forms of cancer or end cancer. You know, a lot of that's our lifestyles. But so so that's a big cost me. And so I, I want to earn a lot of money. I do want to earn a lot of money, but I want to use that money to do good, to to make a difference in the world. Uh, and so. It, 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 it makes me look forward to getting up and, and grabbing my laptop, and even though I'm working from the beach, working every day, and, I, and I'm a bit of a workaholic, so you know, I take my computer with me when I go over to my daughter's house to watch uh, Super Bowl or whatever, and I'm working while I'm watching television with them, you know, at a birthday party or whatever. Hmm. So uh, you also um, have been involved, obviously, in... Uh, you know, in the in the cooking industry, which you know, which is why you're back. You know, seems like you're back in it with you know the the uh, this cooking show that you're going to be launching. But you know, tell me a little bit about because I, I don't think I've heard this story. But um, you know, you launched your whole journey journey in the internet marketing space with a cookbook. Um, and what kind of drove that for you to to uh, well, even do that to begin with? When I first came online, I was looking around at what could I sell and. I was told that you need to build a, a following around some passion and something that you knew. And uh, a loud vehicle I heard coming by, so I, I uh, paused for a second. But I, I thought to myself, what do I really know? And I thought, okay, I grew up on a farm, a tobacco farm, where we grown veg fruits and vegetables, and we raised uh, pigs and chickens and rabbits and things like that. And so I thought... I learned to cook when I was very young. My, my, my mother and father uh, divorced when I was about three, and my mother, they had five children. My mother got the three youngest, and my father had the two oldest, and he was in the Army, so he continued with his Army career and traveled around the world. And my mother looked at the economic situation in, in my hometown of Fairmont, North Carolina, and there was no jobs there. So she asked my grandmother to watch us, and she went up to Connecticut, where she still lives, and uh, we saw her maybe once a year. So my grandmother raised me, and she was born in 1900, so by the time I'm six years old, she's already in her early 60s. Uh, she's 65, and she thought, well, yeah, I can, you know, raise my grandkids, but I need to teach them to do things for themselves. And so she taught me to cook beginning when I was probably six, you know, simple things, you know, like eggs and grits and stuff like that. I was a southerner. And, but I, I cooked all, all my life. And so, in fact, my, my relatives would often hire me to cook for them, uh, the older relatives. And so I learned to cook. And when I decided to start a business online, people were advising, well, build a tribe around something that you know, and uh, then find out what they want and sell it to them. So I thought, well, I, like, I, I do know cooking, so I'll, I'll put together a site about cooking. And I put together that site, and I shared some of my old recipes. And people on the site, they, I, I put together a, a mailing list, email list, where every day I set out a bunch of recipes that were submitted by 
list members. So they were generating the content for me, and other list members were writing in, asking, requesting recipes. So it was a self-perpetuating thing that's still going on today. I, mean, I, I started this site in 1997, and it's still going on today. And I still publish a newsletter every day. And, it, it's, and in this newsletter, I advertise my products, including my cookbook and, and other things. And so uh, it, it, it's no work for me because the, the subscribers, tens of thousands of subscribers, create the content. And all I do is uh, put an ad or two in it every day. Uh, so that's what got me into the cooking arena. Um, it was just assuming that people who had grown up around the type of cooking that I grew up with, which is just simple southern cooking, that they would they went away to the big city and they'd missed those recipes. And so I said, well, let me share them. And they started assuming that a lot of the recipes I was sharing in my newsletter were mine. So they asked me if I had a cookbook. And I said, no, but I'll write one. And, uh, and then I said, okay, I'm going to write a cookbook. I, I'll take advanced orders. I'd learned that from somebody in internet marketing. And so I had an orders for maybe two to 300 copies before I wrote the first word of the cookbook. Huh. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I actually printed the first probably the first 500 copies on a laser printer at home and had a local print shop do some color covers for me. And I had a comb binder that I bought off of eBay, a used comb binder. And I, I assembled the books myself. My wife and I assembled them. And we, we made enough money to then go to a commercial printer and have some printed up, about 5,000 copies, at about a dollar and a half a copy. I'm selling this book now for twenty-six dollars a copy, and it's costing me like a dollar a copy. So it's a very high margin, uh, and it's fun. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So obviously, since then, and since your business career, you know, coming out of the military, um, you know, it, it, you know, it hasn't all been rosy and peachy. Were there specific challenges in in um, you know, or maybe a downtime that you had that, that uh, um, as you were working through your, your business career, that, uh, that, you know, like a dark time? Uh, we, we, we all make mistakes, and, and uh, I've, I've been taught that, you know, people often, you watch a very successful person, like I fully, ex- I know I'll make seven figures this year, I'm hoping to make eight, uh, and yet there were times when I struggled to make six, and there were times when I lost well over $100,000. I, I uh, for example, purchased a, a hosting company uh, from, from a friend. Uh, he, he came to me and he said, I'm going to sell my hosting company. He said, uh, can you help me to find a buyer? And I said, how much do you want for it? He told me. And I said, I'll take it. And uh, he, I gave him a down payment on it. And he introduced me to the team to include his tech support team. He introduced me to his chief of tech support, who about a month later disappeared on me. And uh, after some digging around, we, uh, my, one of my friends pointed out to me an obituary, and it turns out they'd had a closed coffin funeral for my chief of tech support, which indicates he probably committed suicide. So now I'm scrambling to reconstruct how he was doing the tech support for me, and it turns out that he was a one-man operation and that he had these DNS servers, which tells other computers on the internet how to find my servers and my websites and my clients websites that he had those scattered all over uh, uh, other customers accounts he, he you know he, he was doing everything just jerry-rigging everything and so uh, it, it just gradually un- unwound and uh, this whole company with 
uh, I don't know how, maybe well over a thousand customers uh, just fell apart. And some of these customers, even though they were on very economical hosting plans, like paying maybe $50 a month, some of them had had built sites that they were renting out or leasing out, and they were making $1,000 or $5,000 a month off of a $50 hosting account. So these people got very irritated when my server started collapsing or going offline, and I couldn't fix them, fix the problem. And so the, uh, several sued me, <laughs> and uh, I went back to their lawyers and said, you know, it's understood, it's uh, there's a legal precedence that when you're hosting at a hosting company that the company is only liable to the extent that of what you paid and or unless you can show gross negligence and uh so all i really owe these people who are suing me is what they've paid me uh you know and uh so that was uh probably the, the darkest um thing that's happened in my online careers i watched customers who were who had very successful businesses were hosting with me watch their businesses crumbled because my business crumbled hmm. and uh, I I also launched a, a software platform that was uh, was a, a video distribution service basically and uh, I'd watched my friend um, Frank Sousa he had a, a service called I can't remember what it's called now but anyway clients would uh, upload videos and it would distribute those videos you know all over the internet and it would help them to to uh, rank very high in the search engines and I, I had a an associate who came to me and she wanted to start a similar service in fact she'd already started one with a partner and uh the partner was sort of overbearing and you know a silent partner and they talked me into investing in that as a partner because i was a marketer and they wanted me to help to grow you know to six and then seven figures and it turned out that it was extremely poorly managed, and the programmers who were in Russia uh, were not being paid on time, and so they stopped updating things, so the software wasn't working properly, and that fell apart. Oh, you know, uh, a- after a substantial investment, and so I, I learned from that uh, that to-, to be very careful about what partnerships I get into. It's just that a, a lot of people they they have great ideas but they don't have the business background and to just dig deeper before I get involved in any investment so today uh, I I'm very slow to get involved in, in a project especially a partnership but I and, and I was I was in another one where um, we were going to launch a Groupon style site and uh, we anticipated we, we actually had approval from the banking system uh, to process like 300 million dollars worth of transactions uh, over the platform we were putting together and then uh, one of the principals in that project uh, had some personal problems including some health issues and he just pulled the plug but before he pulled the plug I'd already contracted with uh, a lot of uh, people to advertise with them and to use that to recruit uh, other advertisers and I basically committed to about $50,000 of my own money to without really telling the other partners what I was doing, I I'd, I'd committed like 50 grand or so to promoting this project because I was going to earn back 10 times that much in the first year. So it was, was not a big deal. But when they pulled the plug on the project, then I discovered in the business world, once you make a contract and things change, you cannot you just back out of the contract. So if you contract to you know, spend $50,000 on 
running a newspaper ad or a magazine ad, uh, and then you change your mind, a lot of times you can't change your mind. You have to still pay the money. And uh, and I had the same thing happen to me with a merchant account where uh, I had a merchant account that was hacked into, and I and that drove that business out of business. The the bank paid uh, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars out to some hackers in Poland uh, who somehow reversed the transaction and which they had never made. They'd never purchased anything for that amount of money. But when the but merchants' accounts are set up to let money flow two ways. So it could flow into your bank account and it could flow out of your bank account. And even though I only had like $2,000 in this bank account at the time, my bank paid $40,000 or something like that, you know, when they got the charge back. And my merchant account company pulled the rug from under me, but they still required me to honor a three-year contract. So I still had to make payments on a merchant account that I wasn't even using. Hmm. Sounds like fun stuff. Yeah, it, it, it uh, scared me away from merchant accounts for a while. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, it, it's like you, you – I, I was at a seminar once, and I'm watching bogus charges go through my merchant account. I logged in, and I'm watching tens of thousands of dollars of charges go through that I knew weren't legitimate. And uh, I, I had to finally get them to shut that merchant account down, but – by the time I did, I think about $100,000 worth of charge had gone through. And it's like, you know, unless you've got a very strong constitution, you know, you could very easily live off rollage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've, I've learned, I've, I'm not afraid of risk. I, 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 in the military, I, you know, I've, I've flown airplanes where I've watched missiles on the ground pointing at my airplane and knew they were pointing at my airplane, my anti-aircraft artillery. And I knew that because of where I was, where my plane was, that I was in international airspace and they wouldn't dare shoot. And so I grew very bold, I guess. And entrepreneurs have to be risk takers. Uh, to an extent, you, you take calculated risk. And so I've made my share of mistakes. But again, uh, this year, I have no doubt that it'll be a seven-figure year. I'm hoping and working towards making it an eight-figure year. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Right. Well, that's good because I, you know, I, I think sometimes people look at, at uh, you know, uh, people like yourself and many others and, and they see the success, but then, you know, they don't see the risk that you've taken and the challenges that you've taken to get where you're at today. And, I, you know, I appreciate you sharing those stories because, you know, you're real, authentic and, and uh, you know, you're human. Um, and, uh, you know, if everybody made uh, uh, the right decisions... Um, every time <laughs> and you know um, and there was no struggle then then uh, you know it would be a totally different world which you know that doesn't exist I and mean, that might be like in a Disney movie or something right so, yeah <laughs> if, it was, if it was that easy and that, with that much certainty then everybody'd be it quit their regular jobs and and become entrepreneurs or business owners but uh, business owners take uh, risk and, and make tough decisions at times and uh, and, and yet you get uh, a higher than average reward for it too, because because you take that risk. It's just uh, you 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 have to learn from your mistakes, though. You you can't keep making the same mistakes over and over again, and you also have to learn from the mistakes of others. So I spend a lot of time networking with other business owners, and I have mentors, and I have uh, accountability partners, and things like that. Mastermind groups I'm in, so we share a lot of information a lot of experiences and that keeps me from making more mistakes than i make now yeah so 
That's I mean, so that's good, you know, because obviously, and you mentioned a key thing: having mentors and accountability partners uh, to really, you know, leverage um, each other, which is really important. Um, so, as we uh, get ready to wind down here, what would be one thing you would share with someone that was, uh, you know, either you know in business looking to take their business to the next level, or they're they're, they're looking to take looking to take an idea to market? You know, what would be one thing you would share with them today? I, I would, I would share with them um, not to be afraid to go for their their big dream to to dream big, but also and, and I'm sure you you uh, know the expression you know find your why have a good reason for it have a compelling reason why you want to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Good stuff. And and uh, if someone wanted to find out more information about you and get in contact with you, how would they do that? Uh, they can. Um, Visit my website at WillieCrawford.com. Uh, they can find me on social media just by typing in my name, Willie Crawford. I use it on, on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Google+. Plus. I use, this, use my regular name. Uh, so they could uh, just visit WillieCrawford.com or go to any of the social media platforms and type in my name. Great. They, they could also even call me on the phone. I'm at 850-621-2116. Uh, I'm very reachable, but that number is a cell phone number, so I prefer people text me first and and let me know they're going to call me, so that I I can make I, I can expect the call, and also I, I'll make sure I'm not uh, I'll let them know if I've got an interview schedule or radio show or something like that. But I, I, my time is my own, and so I don't mind talking to people about projects and and product ideas and things like that as long as they're not going to just waste my time. I don't want to talk about the ball game, but I'll talk business with them. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with people and, and uh, you know, you need something, somebody to talk to when you're on the beach. You know, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, well Willie, I, I thank you for taking the time today and sharing with my listeners and, and, um, and uh, you know, being, being uh, in your purpose uh, to impact people and, and uh, share your wisdom with the world and and all your gifts and talents. So I thank you for taking the time today. Thank you for inviting me, Dan. It's my pleasure. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.